why is it so hard to record a podcast? Yeah, but then you can focus on the presentation totally because when you're on a train or like me on the plane, then uh, is, you know there is no other thing that to distract you and. Oh, there's plenty of stuff to distract me. Well, are you traveling alone or with somebody? There's podcasts on my phone. There's there's plenty of things. You know, it's 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 different than on the plane where you, you know, when you just don't have an online connection. Yeah, but I still can download podcasts and I can download you know movies and so sure. I can actually watch a movie there. Yeah, we 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 don't have like uh, our our Nosby like equivalent of a. Of, of a Craig Federighi with with some um, you know fabulous hairstyle or an Eddie Q with his drunken personality and unbuttoned shirts. We don't have that. We don't have that. Yeah, but we have our designer who has a bird. Another thing before we start, uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how um, like uh, I I did the echo tests like you did in in a few different places where. I used to record and um, I have to do something about this place because the Wi-Fi connection is poor, but otherwise it has a far better acoustics than other places because like when we started the first few episodes, I mean, we are both recording in our big, empty, minimalistic uh, offices, which are terrible with echo. And then like you could hear your voice in my recording which i figured out how to reduce and like you were using a different microphone and then i remember like in episode two there were (laughs) some some children in my house which came in in the middle of recording and it it showed uh it's better now with like like aside from you getting a a slightly better microphone it was like like it's it's not like different gear just different setting and and the difference in audio quality is pretty significant yeah it's uh, it's uh, yeah so w- the other day uh, what i did uh, i recorded um um the same the same phrase uh, in, in different uh, actually a, a set of phrases uh, in different uh, places in my home and send them to our video video and audio guy martin and ask him ask him you know which which number? So I this is yeah. set number one, set number two, set number three, and <laughs> he told me which one was the was the best, and I'm sitting here right now, so um, this is supposedly so, so supposedly the best place to to record in my home, so um, let's hope it's <laughs> it's like that, but yeah, uh, that's the thing, you know, when you we do care about the quality of this podcast, we do care about the quality of audio, and that's why we're trying to be better each time. Yeah. Uh, I have one small piece of feedback as for the last episodes. Uh, we'll probably mm-hmm. have it like cut and put before the show. It's, it's a small fault, but I kind of hope that iPad Pro in a way in a way will kind of fail, and that iPads in general will continue to decline a little bit and not grow and and not be very satisfying versus iPhones, because I really like. The thing about iPad is that it's a big piece of glass and it's defined by the apps that are on it. And like for it to be a pro device and be very compelling, you'd need like great software. And it's problematic because um, it's kind of hard to make money on the App Store. Like there's plenty of games that make plenty of money. Uh, There's some big players like Microsoft that can figure it out because they want this strategy to be everywhere. 
there's some small guys like ourselves that we kind of figured it out because we're like subscription based and like um, we're um, we're disconnected from from the general way people make money on the App Store. But there could be a lot of great software on the iPad, but it's really hard. Like it's so much easier to make money on 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 the Mac despite it being a much smaller platform than iPad. And I kind of, you know, there's this fear and, and like, we just haven't seen a lot of like really great pro software that's not easy to make because it's like, it's very difficult to make money on it. And, and maybe just maybe if, if iPads continue not to sell very amazingly, uh, Apple will be forced to finally do something about it and allow, uh, you know, make App Store a better place for developers. You're referring to an article of uh, there was a there was a company that is doing a, a sketching application, right? Yeah. When they said that they will not port the sketching application to the iPad Pro, yeah, although it's, 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 it's called a, Sketch and it's 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 great, but they aren't going to do it because it's hard, you know. Yeah, because they don't they, they cannot justify yes they cannot justify the 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 money they would have to spend to port it to the iPad Pro versus the money they would earn on the App Store. Well, this is sad. Yeah. I would say this is really sad, but the whole thing that you know, I don't know how it how it came to be that the App Store uh, had this really very quickly. The, the prices went went down to you know to one ninety nine or ninety nine or just freemium uh, with in app purchases, and and very quickly uh, they went down and and uh, for people to go you know uh, there there was a tweet also by uh, I think the, the Johnny Ive parody. That you know, uh, buy an one thousand dollar iPad Pro and then complain that you have to download yeah. a five dollar app, right, or something like that. I so, think um, it's largely because um, there are no trials. Like, like it's 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 kind of difficult to be okay with spending money when when you can't try out a piece of software, which is which is like this is a model that worked for such a long time. On, yeah. on desktop and on different platforms. I mean, it works. Like people try the piece of software, and like especially if if it's not a simple thing, like something like I don't know a Twitter client, but it's it's something that would cost a few dozen, like it would cost like fifty dollars or more. Like, how could you? Like most people are just not going to be okay with spending fifty dollars without an ability to try it out. And it's just yeah. There are no refunds, so like, you, like yeah. you can ask for a refund, but you wouldn't get one uh, on the App Store. So yeah, it's exactly. really difficult to get the money back if you invest in something. Yeah, and this uh, is this is yeah, this is a big thing. Yeah, you're right. I I liked how um the the last episode of Exponent with um, Ben Thompson of Stratechery. You read Stratechery, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, like he he made a very good point how like in the beginning of the App Store there were only like apps you could pay for, and that was that. And then, like, they made in-app purchases and specifically consumable in-app purchases. And it turned out that this is a great business model for games. And suddenly, like, Absor grew really big uh, in terms of, like, money made, but largely because of these games based on consumable in-app purchases, right? And, mm -hmm. and, like, the idea is that this, like, this another new mode of um, of paying for stuff on the App Store allowed a business model that worked really well with games, ergo, 
games grew really big and people make a lot of money on it which means they make more games and everyone is happy and like and like it's kind of like they could view like pro apps and like great apps the same way like hmm there's something wrong with it like uh there's uh like apparently this way we do it now where you just have to pay for it is just not sustainable for most kinds of apps like that and so if we add another way to make money on the app store for example trials or something else uh, trials specifically um, then that could allow a business model that would work really well with these kinds of apps and then they would thrive and people would make money on it so people would make more great apps and people would buy them and everyone would be happy mm-hmm. yeah that's the that's the that's the idea i mean for example we introduced trial last year um to to our not be offering instead of having free and then upgradable pricing we have we had trials uh, uh and and um and uh, it works for us because we are a multi-platform uh, uh, solution and because we have a subscription model. So you pay yeah. monthly or yearly for, for Nosby and um, then we, it's sustainable. But if you would have just one, one, you know, one off pricing, one off purchasing of Nosby, then this wouldn't work for us. We wouldn't have a sustainable business model on the, yeah. only of the, on the App Store, let's say. And, you know... For us to thrive, we have to have. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, we want to have a multi, you know, platform uh, solution. But um, without it, we would, you know, not have succeeded. Yeah, but but we're. I don't want to say a fluke, but um, few, very few small companies or indie developers um, manage to achieve something like that. Like this worked for us mostly because we, like <laughs> before, I've been uh, here. Nosby did that because like from the beginning it started on the web and then it spread to other platforms. But if you yeah. just want to make a really great app, um, you know, simply without even like a relatively small team like ours, I mean, you know, small team, we're uh, what, six or seven programmers, I think, and yeah. 24 or something people total. That's, that's a small company, but um, y- you know, these days, you can have a single programmer just make really amazing things, mm-hmm. but only if they manage to make money on it. And that's hard. That was supposed to be <laughs> a quick follow-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, uh, shall we begin with the real thing? Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, for the last few episodes, we kind of... Um, we had a bit of uh, digression with Tesla and Elon Musk and SpaceX and Apple and the new announcements. Um, and that's fine. I mean, this podcast is whatever we make it and whatever we're interested in. But uh, we thought it would be a good idea to kind of get back on somewhat uh, more productivity-related topics because we think that might be more relevant to more people. And this is where we might add some value. So uh, we figured we should talk a little bit about the way we work. We um, alluded to it a lot of uh, many times before about how yeah. we work remotely and etc. Um, but let's talk more about it. let's let's make it a show. So uh, I guess the first question is uh, what's um, how how did it came to be that that Nosby is a remote company that you work remotely. 
I mean, you you started it like eight years ago, but I know that you have a little bit of uh, longer history with remote work. So maybe uh, tell me about it. The idea was it came when I was studying. I was studying. Um, I finished college in two thousand three. To give you the context. Uh, and I was writing uh, my thesis on teleworking, actually, on telecommuting, which was is the official name in the uh, in the states. And um, I was I was reading books and articles by uh, Jill Gordon. He he's called the father of telecommuting. Now, for some reason, I don't know, he's not active anymore. I I, I came to his website, it was last updated eight years ago. Um, so I don't know why. But anyway, back ta- back then in the early 2000, uh, he was the the guy, to, to, to the guru about it. And it was because because I always like to travel. I, I speak I, you know I speak several languages. I've been living in several countries. I I, I like to travel. I like to change places i like to you know be places uh, i like to go places so um i always thought you know and i read an article of i think of his i don't remember but i read it somewhere that, that job is not a place to go it's a thing that you do and for me and for me having a laptop and being able to to work anywhere where i have an internet connection was like was always a dream it was a recurring dream i always wanted to work like that and this is how I started to work, actually, because I, I, when I finished college, I came to back to Poland, but I, but because of my connections, I had customers from Germany and from 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 Spain. Uh, I was doing consulting, internet consulting. I was actually selling, um, helping other companies sell their stuff on the internet, and um, and for me it was natural, you know. And I was always uh, I was working from home. Um, uh, always dressed in rubbish clothes, <laughs> really, <laughs> like right. whatever I, I, I had in my drawer. And, working in and, pajamas. Yeah, working in pajamas. And and then, you know, being in touch with these companies, working for them, um, doing things for them, doing projects for them. And every now and then I had to fly to Madrid. I had to, you know, fly to Germany. Uh, so it was, a good, <laughs> it was a good excuse to travel anyway. So for me, you know, it's, it's, it's never been a problem. And, and, and for some reason, I personally always liked the idea of, you know, I was motivated enough to wake up in the morning and get some work done. You know, right. I, 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 although I was working from home, so I didn't have a problem with that. Of course, everybody has you know better or worse days. That's that's understandable. We're just human, but I never had a problem. You know, I I, I never lacked motivation. I always liked what I was doing. Maybe that's why <laughs> I, I liked technology. I liked internet. I liked programming. Uh, so I liked doing these things. So for me, it was no problem to, 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 to do this. And I just didn't want, I couldn't imagine myself working for a big corporation. And, and, I, and, you know, I've been, you know, people have been laughing at me saying, you know, Michael, you've been studying abroad. You've been learning all these languages. You know, you know so much stuff. You should be applying to these big corporations. They would, would take you and you would have a great job and great salary. And you are right now trying to earn some money by doing some consulting. And I was like, yeah, but this is my freedom. This is how I get things done and this is how I want to get things done. Well, at that time, I didn't know if this would, you know, bring, get me anywhere, but I liked it. It was the way I wanted to work. So the idea of, you know, working with other people in an office, you know, a nice office in the middle of the city, this uh, never appealed to you? Well, it did if I, if I, if I wanted to visit someone, you know, and, and then have a lunch together, <laughs> but, right. but not... But not, but not to be to to be forced to do it every day. Right. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't like the idea of going every day to work. You know. I yeah. I, I, I I liked the idea of working every day. 
but not going to work every yeah. day, you know? <laughs> and I think that was one of the, one of the main things. Um, as I said, it was like freedom. Right. You know? it's, it's not about like, the, like direct, you know, peer pressure or, or like being with other people in the, in the same place or your boss looking over your shoulder. It's, it's about like when, you, when you're doing something you, you enjoy, it's it's all like intrinsic motivation like i enjoy doing it so the most frictionless way to do it is when you can just do it from home or from wherever you want right yeah exactly exactly so that was the that was the thing i was doing you know when you work, work, work on your own it's easy because you it, that's just you but uh, when i was doing the consulting for the spanish company so i so just think about it, i was there i was there their internet marketing guy i was right. i was there and they were actually thinking about bringing me to spain to work for them and i said no 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 i'm fine doing, working from here and coming to your office you know every few months or or you know every half a year and then they needed you know we needed somebody to to do customer support for them so i actually hired a girl from Warsaw, and I was living back then in in in, in Gdynia, so in a in a different city. So I hired this girl from Warsaw because you know she found my ad and and uh, to answer some customer emails. Um, she, her name is Delfina, and she is right now the you know our affiliate manager. And before that, she was our head of our customer support in, in Nosby. Yeah. So so I hired Delfina for to do customer support for my consulting client. And she was from Warsaw. I was from Gdynia. We were doing things for for the Spanish company. So, and and we were doing fine. And and that's why I thought you know, this could be actually it. I could be working like that. And again, you have to think about it. I did I did my thesis, my my university thesis on teleworking. So I was really studying this. I was really you know I was really um, you know learning about it. And I really fell in love with the concept back then in college. So. Uh, to be able to implement this and to actually, you know, use the learnings was great. So one thing I've been wondering about is, you seem like a rather extroverted person. Um, would I mean, would you, would you, would you say that? Like, do you consider yourself extroverted? Oh, totally. I like to be. I like to be among people. You know me. I mean, I I, yeah. I thrive around people. Yeah, that's that's totally true. Yeah. Uh, which which kind of seems curious to me like um the idea of working remotely appeals very much to me and and kind of my personality but it seems rather surprising that um like it, it feels like someone who's extroverted would not like that someone who's extro extroverted would love going to an office and see all those people there every day instead of you know working from home you know, pretty much alone, right? Yeah, so, so exactly. I mean, totally true, totally right. But there are two things. So first of all, uh, back in Warsaw, when we moved to Warsaw, when my, my, my wife got a, a job there um, at the law firm, uh, and I was developing the first version of Nosby, um, I was... I was really looking forward, for example, to, to all these, you know, bar camp meetings, to all the internet, you know, startup meetings, because over there I would find like-minded people and I was looking forward to these meetings, of course. And after, you know, being the whole day, um, um, uh, you know, in my home office, I wanted to, to see these people. And, but there's the, 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 the difference. When you work from home, then after, ho after work, you choose people you meet. 
Whereas when you go to the office and you see people, which sometimes, you know, it depends on the work that you do and it depends on the company, uh, you, f- you are forced to, you know, see. And then after work, you don't want to see people. You're, you're just tired. True, you know? you, true. And, and on the contrary, I had so as an extrovert, extroverted person, I have, in the afternoons, I have more energy to meet people, to, to go out, to, to, to meet uh, uh, others. And, and we do that here. I mean, we do that right, right now when, when we, are, we have a family right now, we have kids. So I'm really looking forward in the evenings, in the afternoons to meet with other parents, with other children and, and you know, go out, uh, plan some, some dinner or plan some, you know, outing, whatever. So um, that's why for me, I, 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 get to, uh, I get to work, I get to get some really good quality work, and then, happy about my results, I, I, ha- I have all my extrovert powers to, to, right. to spend in the afternoons. So I think this is one thing. And second thing, because of the Skype and FaceTime and, and all these things that we have and we still use, uh, and even you know, <laughs> chatting through, 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 through Nosby comments or, or through Slack, I don't feel alone. Right. I know it sounds weird, but I really don't feel like I'm alone. I, it's not like I'm in a cave and I'm alone and there's nobody there. I, because I'm so connected, I, I, I don't feel that, you know? I, hmm. But then again, I have the luxury of just shutting these things off and focusing on my work if I want to, and there will be nobody, nobody to come to my office and, or come to my you know, computer and tell me something and, and, and uh, disturb me. So right. It's asynchronous. Like, aside from a few kind of Skype meetings in the, in the week, it's like, um, I mean, yeah, I didn't think of it, but actually it is true that there's still this connection, even though we mostly communicate via text, uh, there is this like working atmosphere and the, and the, and the jokes shared on Slack and all that stuff. Uh, but it's asynchronous. Like, uh, I choose when I want to see it and kind of immerse myself in that and when I want to focus on work. Exactly. Like if you are in a, in a, in a normal office environment and especially like we talked in, in past episodes, uh, if you're in open space, oh, well, it's not your choice anymore. You, you, right. there, you, you cannot choose that somebody comes to your desk and just asks you about something. I mean, he's there and you're doomed. I mean, you know. And, 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 and they probably will do that a lot because it's the sort of environment that encourages this sort of behavior. Exactly. Exactly. So really, so I was thinking about this, you know, extrovert and introvert thing. And, you know, you are more an introvert person. But, um, but really, that's the idea. Many people really, I mean, just ask anyone who works in a big, uh, and especially in an open office. They come home, they yeah. are tired. They don't want to meet people. They don't want to go out. They want to just relax and enjoy the quiet time. Whereas I'm just totally different. I look forward for the afternoons. Yeah, that's really cool. That's fascinating because it always seemed to me like, you know, remote work is amazing. Uh, works for me. Uh, really enjoy it. Um, sure, it would be cool to have an office I can go to, but I would hate it if I had to. But it always feel like, um, well, but I guess... Like it, it, it always feels like for most people, it just wouldn't work. Like it's something that will grow in the future, but, but um, there's a limit to that. Uh, and it's interesting to hear that you, you definitely consider your, yourself an, an extrovert and, and still you're, you're not just the kind of person who does it. Like you, you um, 
you wrote your your master's thing in in college about it, and you create a company that works like that, and it works for you. Uh, this 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 way of working, um, which is kind of surprising, but but in a in a good way. Like um, it's like you're a, you're a good example that remote work probably works for m for many more people that um, that some people might think. Yeah, I mean, one example is, for example, uh, my wife. My wife, uh, you know, she's been very, really, very, let's say, respectful of my choice of uh, of how I work. But she always said, no, I would never be able to do that. I would never be able to work at home. I need to go to the office. I need to meet people. I need to have coffee with someone. I need to go to the office. Right. Yeah, but uh, recently she's um, surprisingly looking forward to her uh, because her company lets her work at home uh, a few days um, a month or actually even once a week maybe or it depends on the meetings that she has. Right. And she's actually looking forward to the days that she can work from home. Yeah. <laughs> so... You know, um, but then, then again, if you if you call her out on that, she's like, no, no, no. But you know, it's only because I have I, I just do it once a week, once a week or twice a week. It's not like I I couldn't I still couldn't do it uh, every day, and maybe she couldn't, but maybe not. Maybe she's just you yeah. know fooling herself because it, it's been always the way she was she was working, and and she's also an extrovert. She's also a person who who thrives around around people just like me, and um, but. I really, I look, I mean, I look at her and I'm like, well, you're enjoying this, right? And yeah. then she would, she doesn't admit it, but she does enjoy uh, staying at home and working uh, from, from home. And um, you know, I, I set up a nice home office for her and she really likes right. it. And um, yep. Yeah. I feel like it's just that it's this kind of big part of our culture that, you know, white collar workers, like this is what it is. Like. You go to an office, you uh, hang out by, by the coffee, you know, by the water cooler with your, uh, with your co-workers and it's like, that's the way things are. But I guess it's, it's, it's probably true. Like, um, you know, m maybe she is right. Like if, if that's the way she worked every day, she wouldn't enjoy it. But I think a lot of people and a lot of companies could very much benefit even from from that, like from allowing people to work from home part time, like that's that's still useful, right? And, exactly. And uh, I remember um, a few weeks ago uh, on the on the episode of Critical Path, uh, first that you we mentioned this podcast before. Like he 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 was very skeptical of of remote work. Um, quoting yes. um, Yahoo and Marissa Meyer and like the way um, you know and he said some, something like a lot of people are, are realizing that maybe this actually doesn't work <sighs> and I'm like no 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 <laughs> I, I, I just don't think he gets it because that's also like the way he's always been working and and if if he and like the organizations he worked at would embrace remote work, there's a very good chance that he would enjoy it and most people would enjoy it. This is, this is one of the things that the Silicon Valley is, is old-fashioned about. It's, right. it's crazy. I mean, this is Silicon 
freaking valley. I mean, they are should they're supposed to be the innovators, you know, the outliers, uh, you know, the, 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 and and they and they are. I mean, there is Uber, there are like, like all these companies are disrupting. They're all about disruption and blah blah blah. All these buzzwords. Yeah. And and yet, if you ask any VC, any VC company, they tell you. You want VC money, you have to move to Silicon Valley and you have to be within, within our 20 mile radius. And you have to have an office there. <laughs> and you have to keep... And then, then now, the, now comes the best part. And now, good luck competing for talent <laughs> when there is Google around, Facebook around, Apple around. Good luck with that. And good luck being profitable when everything is so expensive that... Exactly, like, exactly. <laughs> for 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 a programmer in San Francisco, a hundred thousand dollar a year salary is like minimum, right? And, and like, imagine you want to hire a ten person team. Like, you you get you get a few million from a VC. Like, that's not much. Like, you, you won't get far on that. No, no, you you're gonna burn these millions, you know, in two years max, and, and you'll be on the streets. And then you're wondering why they need all all that Uber. Exactly, exactly. Why all that money? I mean, this is, that's why for me, it's, it's crazy that, you know, they, they are supposed to be the, 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 the new guys and they are thinking the old fashioned way. And, and, and this is really doesn't make any sense to me, any sense. No. I mean, that's why, for example, just think about my mindset because I was taught like this, because I wanted to work like this, because I already hired a, you know, a, a, par, a very part time consultant. I mean, Delfina, she used, she was working like one hour a day for me to answer a few emails for my customers and I did I think two hours a day or something like that right. so really she was working like very you know part-time for me because she was doing the the classes and she was teaching people um, uh, languages so uh, and then when I needed a, 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 a programmer for Nosby when after a year of running Nosby when I was doing everything alone uh, she was she was still I mean she was in touch with me but she was doing really still consulting work for my clients because in the first year of Nosby I was doing Nosby after hours so after 4 p.m. And I was doing, before that, I was working for my consulting clients. And after a year of running Nosby and seeing that it's becoming, becoming profitable, I hired my first programmer. And he was from a different city. He was actually from your city because he was studying, studying oh, in your true. city. That's true. And I was in Warsaw. So, and I hired him because he was the best I could find. And yeah. and um, and the best I could afford, of course, as well. But the, but but especially the best I could find. I ha I was looking. At, I I had like I think ten candidates. He was um, Barfi, the Barfi, the best. He had the best CV, uh, and he's still with us. And you know that he's really good. Yeah. So I hired Tomas because he was the best, and it, I didn't care that he's from a different city. He's he was still studying, uh, so I, I hired him part time. You know, uh, f um, so uh, 20, 20 hours a week. So. And he, it was fine for him because he could, you know, work for me and still finish his college degree. And I didn't care that he was from a different city because, you know, he was the best. So I got him and, you know, he, he moved from then from the, to, the, to a different city. And, you know, and we still work together until today. And he's our CTO. So um, for me, it was no problem. I, I, I knew that uh, I, want, I want the best. And it, doesn't, it didn't mean I had, I, had, I had to find the best within Warsaw. You know? right. And the best with Warsaw would be, I think, out of my budget because they would be also expensive because, uh, you know, Warsaw. people in Warsaw work for, for companies, for, 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 for big companies for, and, and then the big companies throw away money. Yeah, but it's, anyway, it's like the Polish version of San Francisco in, in some ways. In some ways, yeah. I mean, like Polish standards. But anyway, um, 
that's the thing. Thanks to my mindset of teleworking, I was looking for talent, you know, in a, in a big Poland and not in a small Warsaw, right? And and he was happy because he he was working from home. He could, he could work any hours he wanted because he was still doing the college degree. Right. So I didn't force him to you know we have to be at work at at ten you know to to I don't know ten to two p.m. or something or or eight to whatever. So he he was fine with that because he always he he then also told me that he actually was working looking for teleworking uh, possibilities. But the companies would tell him you can do teleworking, but you have to be at your desk between this and this hours. <laughs> right. and, and this is not teleworking teleworking means no. you embrace it fully so right. you also embrace the flexibility that teleworking gives you you, you can't slap the idea of remote work on a fundamentally office based culture and methodologies like this is something you have to embrace and it's something you can you can embrace it Partially, like allow people to work from home part time, and that could work. But um, you know, it, it it really makes a difference when you like understand that work um, happens asynchronously. It doesn't happen in a very specific time or place. It just happens when it needs to happen, and then it integrates again asynchronously. Yeah, and the thing is that we communicate so we know for example that somebody is you know is leaving right now and but they will be back later or right. they will do some work later and and even though uh, it's like this most of the people actually work at the same time because this is how you yeah. know our society forces us a little bit to function but thanks to the aspect of teleworking we can you know bend it we can you know in the middle of the day uh, we've discussed this we can go and go for a run or go for a bike ride and then come back and continue working and just work a little bit longer because you just had a, a longer break. But but most of the people actually work at the same time. It's just the question of, yeah. of being having this flexibility, this freedom to actually decide when you work. Yeah, yeah. Again, uh, most people work uh, at more or less the same time, but um, like the the start times differ. So I know many people start working at eight. Uh, I start right. at nine or ten. Uh, because that's the way I prefer it. Um, if someone like um, uh, there are and were people that were part time, uh, I was part time, you know, before I had school and I worked at really odd hours and it was fine. Mm -hmm. And just think about it, you know, when 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 we when we started working together, you know, you were <laughs> in high school uh, working different hours. I didn't mind. I didn't tell you to be <laughs> in the office at this and this hour. We didn't care about that. And if we, if it wouldn't be, if it, if it wasn't like that, you wouldn't be in our team, you know, because 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 it no. wouldn't make any any sense. It, it, it would was never one of the happen. Reasons. Exactly. This flexible, you know, uh, arrangement was one of the reasons you 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 chose us, right? Definitely. Definitely. So um, so that that's that's the thing and. I have seen, I mean, over the years, we've hired many people, we've fired a few as well, and we've seen people not being able to cope with that, not being able, for them, it, would, it was just too, too difficult to, to get used to teleworking. But on the upside, uh, we have um, one of our programmers, Chris, he, when he got uh, hired for this, he said that for him it's an experiment, because he used to be working for corporations for big companies and uh, oh, yes. offices and everything so he said you know 
it might not work for me. I will already tell you that up front, that it might not work for me. But now, and, and, and at some point, he actually said that he, um, he got an offer from a big corporation to be hired back. And he rejected it because he actually enjoyed working for our team uh, uh, the way he works now, that he didn't want to come back to going to the office. Yeah. Um, so the, the thing um, that a lot of people just don't, don't, don't realize is that the vast majority of work happens in solitude. It's, it's not, you know, teamwork is, is, is when you integrate all of the work, but, but vast majority of the, of, of the time, it's just individuals, um, you know, focused for extended periods of time and doing their yep. thing, which means you can do it at any time because it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter at, at all. Right. And, and when you are in the office, like you don't realize it because you can like interrupt each other and you can be at the same time mm -hmm. and you might not notice that it doesn't help. It often actually makes things worse because you don't allow people these, these, you know, hours of focused work in solitude, which is exactly what you need, especially in, you know, in, in creative fields, whether that's, you know, design or programming or writing or, you know, pretty much anything like you just need time to focus and think and, and, and things like, you know, um, having a meeting, discussing something, trying to make a decision together. Um, that's pretty rare um, that it would have to happen at the same time. Like we have a few of those things each week and that's it. And then other things that need some collaboration, it's all asynchronous because it doesn't have to happen now. So I can comment on a thread. Someone might comment a few hours later and the back and forth might take a bit more time. But in the end, it doesn't matter because the efficiency gain of me having hours at a time to think and focus is far more valuable. Yeah, I mean, if you need to make a decision quickly, you can still call. I mean, I, yeah. I do that. I ask, for example, sometimes, uh, especially Tomas, our CTO, when we have to make a quick decision, quick technical technological decision, I just ask him on uh, an iMessage, can we, can we do a quick FaceTime in a, in, a, in a few minutes? And he, then he replies, okay, let's do it now. Then we do a quick FaceTime. We decide, we log off, that's it. Thank you very much. So we still can do it. There is still an option to decide quickly and do a quick back and forth. But as you said, usually it's not the case. Usually the, you don't need this kind of uh, decision-making. Right. So um, the last question from me before we wrap up, um, when do you think remote work doesn't work? Like uh, what... What contexts or companies or people it just wouldn't work for? You know, a factory. If you if you if you work in a factory, you have to go there. <laughs> Things have to be produced. But right now, everything is produced in China. So, <laughs> 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 actually, yeah, so why point. would you need to go there? No, I mean, I think. But again, I'm biased because this is the way I like to work. I think that most of the knowledge, you know, knowledge-based work, like the, the work that we do with our brains, can be done 
in a remote environment. Right now we have technologies. We have you know live you know webcams if you need them for some reason to you know to be to, to be monitoring something. You you can do that and it's even more convenient like this. And you have all these connections. We have fast internet. So really, I think in most places where we work with our brain, teleworking is fine. Only for example, really in the shop where you have to meet the customer because they have to go there. Well, the question is if you really need the shop like this, uh, if you if you can't, can't sell online. But if you need the shop like this, you have to be there physically or if you're in a factory and you need to produce something. But other than that, really, it's, it's, it, it's not necessary. That's why, for me, still, it's so crazy when I see all these big offices being built in the centers of, 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 um, of the cities because nobody's producing anywhere and anything in there. Right. They... They just come there to do the knowledge work, and knowledge work can be done from anywhere. So I think really teleworking can be applied to so many things, but as we see, even the disruptive Silicon Valley cannot embrace it. And and one of the famous VC guy, I think I don't I think Graham Paul Graham or, or the or the other guy, the guy from PayPal, I don't remember, Peter Thiel, I think they wrote teleworking doesn't work. Remote teams don't work. Like even then, I, I mean, even these guys who see the future uh, don't see that. And, and it's crazy because we know it works. You know, we've been doing this for the last eight years and we love it. We know it works and we're going to see each other on Monday. <laughs> yeah, it, it's surprising. How can they be so blind? Yeah, I mean, and we see each other on Monday because we see each other on uh, the whole team on two Mondays in a year. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just like you, I, I have a very hard time trying to come up with uh, ideas where it wouldn't work. Uh, but maybe mm, marketing. Uh, if some of our listeners have some ideas um, or feedback about it, like if you think your work can be done remotely, uh, please email us. Uh, you'll find the email at the podcast.fm, all one word. Yeah, and uh, and if you liked our discussion and want to have more of it uh, about remote work and uh, teleworking and you know how we how we work because we have so many topics to cover in this. I mean, how oh, yeah. we how we get things done and and we didn't get to the meetings part yet. Yeah, and um, so you know uh, also email us or or rate us on iTunes and let us in the comments. Uh, I mean, you know or. Just ping us on Twitter. We are on Twitter very active. So, uh, yes. so uh, give us a shout out. We would be happy to answer your questions in the next episode. And in the next ep episode, we are going to actually record live. Because oh, yeah. as we said, That's we are meeting. We are meeting uh, each other. I mean, we have a big comp company reunion, which we discussed in the previ previous shows. And um, uh, this reunion will, will, will be a whole week long. And we record on Fridays. So next Friday, we are going to record together in this, being in the same place. Uh, exactly, which is rare because it doesn't have to happen all the time. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs>